it's time. It's time once again to take a journey. So turn on the lights, pull your chair up, get a little closer to the computer, and get ready, because the journey's about to begin. You find yourself alone, late at night, driving in the mountains of North Carolina. You're lost, you think to yourself, but no, something is calling you. Something is drawing you in. You turn your radio on, and there it is. A faint station, wafting in and out of the static of the night. A man named Eric, running a show called A Midnight Cafe, calls to you. The conversation seems strange at first, but as you listen, as his voice fades in and out of the static, you realize this is where you were meant to be. This is what you were meant to listen to. For the next two hours, you and I will take a journey, because I am Eric, and this is the Midnight Cafe. We will take a journey that takes us from the normal, well, all the way through to the paranormal and beyond. We'll talk about the knowns and the unknowns, and everything in between, and together, perhaps we'll make a little sense out of this crazy world we all live in. Join us tonight and every Saturday night from 7 o'clock till, well, till whenever. Hey, everybody. A minor adjustment. And uh, you know what? I see my camera's a little foggy here. Let me see if I can get that a little clearer. Hey, look at that. Oh, man, now I've got to rotate it a little bit here. There we go. So we're live. It's the Midnight Cafe, uh, Wednesday night edition. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, what an interesting week. I figured it, I had a, I had a good chat uh, with all of you on, um, what was it, Saturday night uh, over on the other channel. And I, I enjoyed it, man. I had a good time. So I figured, why not do it again? Looks like we got about 10 people in here. And why not do it on the Midnight Cafe? We had talked about moving over to the Midnight Cafe the other night, but we decided, hey, Let's just keep it here, and we did, and I think I think it worked out well. But let's do it. So, what's on everyone's mind tonight, huh? <laughs> As if I need to ask with ten of y'all in here. I know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about pirate radio. You know, hey Jordan B, how you doing, man? Glenn Francis listening to the Midnight Cafe, and it's still light out here in Maryland. Yeah, I know. Um, that, that's what happens when the Midnight Cafe people get well now. Uh, you know, working from the house one hundred percent. So days and, and days and times are starting to have less and less meeting. I would uh, meaning I would say. Anyway, we're here. Uh, make the best of it. Like I was saying before, I wanted to talk a little bit about pirate radio. As most or some of you know, I operate sixteen seventy wasted radio. It's AM part fifteen radio station here in the mountains, of North Carolina. If it weren't for the Midnight Cafe and it weren't for my earlier pirate radio adventures, this would never happen. The Midnight Cafe wouldn't exist. And uh, I probably wouldn't have come online at all, and not, you know, just in, not just with the Farpoint Farms channel, but this channel as well. This stuff just wouldn't have happened. So uh, I owe a lot to that. And you know, recently Redicus uh, sent me a 15 watt FM transmitter, and uh, I did a nice video on that here on my channel. And then I'm shipping it on things. So what we're planning on doing here as the future rolls in, and more and more we're looking for, you know. Ways to spread speech, ways to spread information that kind of circumvents censorship issues that we have here on YouTube. Um, 
we have devised this incredibly cool plan. What we're going to be doing is we're going to take 1670's uh, Wasted Radio, and he hasn't picked an FM station yet, but he's going to be transmitting on an FM down there. And we have a shoutcast stream, which I don't advertise, but I might start advertising so you all can listen in if you want to uh, anytime, day or night. And uh, what we're going to do is he's going to be restreaming that stream. So what comes over shoutcast will be rebroadcast in that area uh, probably 6 to 6, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And during the daytime hours, he can he can pretty much do what he wants there with his station. And I do I do pretty much all talk on 1670, although occasionally I'll go in and play some music from the 20s and 30s and 40s. But most of the time, it's just talk radio. He wants to play a little bit more music, which is fine with me. So there we go. FM was made for music. AM was made for talk. So how's everybody doing? I'm, I'm seeing people come and go. Uh, hopefully the feed quality is good. I say I have an excellent connection here, but I'm not positive. Uh, Jordan B, I hope you're doing well out there in California. How's the lockdown working for you? Uh, Glenn Francis, why is this channel not censored on YouTube? Actually, we have had some issues with takedowns, and we have had one whole two-hour show that they took off last year. So we are not immune to that. And really, I don't talk about the things that I really want to talk about when I do the Midnight Cafe here on uh, YouTube. There's a lot of stuff we don't discuss here on this channel stuff that the real radio show the show that you guys generally don't hear we do get into uh, you know we did do some shows overseas um but those were you know that that contract ended so what we have here is uh is the neutered version of the midnight cafe we still talk about you know if we weren't in the middle of a global catastrophe we would still be talking about uh, UFOs and aliens, and those kinds of things do not tend to get censored. But if we were to just talk politics or if we were to get into conversations about some of the bigger conspiracy theories that are going on in the world around us, well, then those are the videos that tend to run into issues. So that's that's uh, that's why you, you generally we won't. But, you know, we're also not listed. This, this If you didn't know it because you found it through Farpoint, you wouldn't know it because it would never be shown on your recommended list. Let's put it that way. <sighs> Jamaica Dog, I'm glad you made it, my friend. Good to hear from you. It's been a while. Uh, I have one of your cigars left, and I intend to smoke it sometime this month, uh, hopefully before the world collapses around us. But <laughs> Brian Ben saying, hear you loud and clear. Good to know that. Noan, howdy from Arkansas. Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, Noan, I don't know. Have we ever talked before? Have you ever been here on the uh, Midnight Cafe or on Far Points? Uh, I don't recall that name, but good to have you in here. This show is usually about uh, the paranormal or uh, things of things that are a bit unusual. Obviously, with the stuff going on in the world today, we'll be talking more about current events. We do cover the news, so that's kind of part of what we do. Uh, so good to, good to know you, my friend. Jordan B. saying the streets are empty here. I'm surprised at how much people are adhering to the stay-at-home order in my area. I am sad to say that in my area they are ignoring that for the most part, especially a certain age group. Uh, apparently, I've gotten to the age where uh, I'm more worried about dying than some people, so uh, I am listening. <laughs> Calculus, also, Florida here, man. How's it going? People acting crazy. Uh, I don't know that I've met you either, man. Man, Some of these folks coming in here tonight, good good to see some first-timers or maybe some people that I have forgotten, and I apologize for that if we have talked before. But I got my regulars, and of course, we always get some new viewers here and there as people stream in, but that's great, man. No one says, first time in the cafe, long time Farpoint fan, beginner CB enthusiast. Good, man. Well, cool. Glad I got you to come over here and listen. This is like our live feeds on Farpoint, although we discuss you know certain stuff I probably don't discuss on Farpoint. Farpoint is, uh, well, this show is family friendly, I would say, but sometimes we talk about stuff that may get a channel in some sort of trouble. 
so this channel being non-monetized, I rely on uh, prayer and hope, I guess, is what it comes down to. <laughs> anyway, uh, Brian Ben says he found his happy place. When this is all said and done, I'm not coming back out of lockdown. Right on. Yeah, if I could close the gates of the farm permanently, I would. I think we talked about on uh, the Farpoint live feed the other night that... Um, that uh, our big issue that we ran into was feed. We don't provide any feed for our animals. We, you know, we're somewhat self-sufficient here on the farm, probably far more self-sufficient than many folks are capable of being, which is a great thing. But we, we looked at our, you know, situation and looked for the holes in the walls and figured out where the weak spots were as far as, you know, where we're at and what we need to be and what we need to do. And that's where we came up with. And so, yeah, we can produce some small amounts of hay here on the farm, but we have no way of making like oats and barley and, and those sorts of things. So we do have a weakness here, and, and hopefully uh, we'll figure out a solution to that before things get out, completely out of hand. But uh, Mayhem RV, hello, Eric. The world is all jacked up. Haven't been here in quite a while. Good to see you. I do remember that name. Good to see you back in here at Farpoint and... Uh, and the Midnight Cafe, so I'm glad that uh, glad that you're joining us. I do have uh, some great news here. It's like six six oh eight six ten here. Rock and Woody will be joining the show here in about fifteen twenty minutes at most. Rock and Woody and I reconnected uh, recently, and uh, you know we're talking about getting that radio set up down there for him or the transmitter. So he is uh, he's going to be on his way home, but he's going to call via Skype, and we're going to try to do a little little conversation with him as well. So if you've been missing Rock and Woody, tonight's your night. Jamaica dog, I'm not worried about the virus. I'm worried about living till 105 years old and getting killed by a jealous husband. <laughs> now that is a man I'd like to hang out with. Good to hear that, Jamaica dog. <laughs> I don't want to live past 100 either. I don't even want to live to 100, but uh, I'm not ready to go quite yet. A jealous husband. That, that'd be awesome at 105 to still be performing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Scotty saying, Minnesota here, stay home order. Essential workers only. Things are calm. People seem to adhere to the rules so far. And I believe that is what we'll see for the most part in the beginning. How long this lasts and how long it takes and how essential these workers become uh, will probably change those attitudes as time goes on. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm very hopeful. Uh, but I'm living in North Carolina. We have a 30-day, you know, I think it is, uh, stay. I think they call it... Um, the in, uh, the um, essential worker list is almost comical. Uh, obviously, there's some special interests involved in that, but some of the essential workers are not quite all that essential. Some of the businesses that are allowed to stay open are quite interesting. I found specifically, and we talked about this on Farpoint Farms live feed, that um, you know that that like ABC stores, which is where we sell booze here in North Carolina, were considered essential. I think folks were talking about uh, uh, dispensaries in other states where that sort of thing is legal being uh, considered essential, and there were one or two states that, that that they had shut them down. But we were talking about the pros and cons, my thoughts on the reason why they were being left open. You don't want a bunch of people detoxing uh, at, right after losing their jobs, so they probably thought it was a good idea to have that open, and I can't disagree with that. Um, Let's see who we got here. Morgan Russman, first time here on the channel. Well, go, hello, my friend. Hello. Uh, for those of you joining that uh, that are interested in this sort of stuff, uh, one thing you might want to do here is, uh, you know, I don't ever like beg for people to subscribe, or, or certainly I don't, uh, I don't ever ask them to hit the little bell icon or whatnot. But on this channel, it's probably a good idea to do both. And the bell icon, which is telling you, it notifies you when I go live. And the reason is, we for a while did these, um, did these shows where we would 
broadcast at a set time, you know, Saturdays at 7 or Saturdays at 6 or Saturdays at 8 or whatnot. But what's happened now is it's just uh, that became just too hard to do. So randomly I show up here and do a show, and, and uh, hopefully Rock and Woody will be able to join me on some of these as time goes on. But uh, so if you want to be made aware, not every time will I be uh, able to, like, set up a, you know, I think I set up a reminder for this one. But some days, man, I just feel like talking, so I just come on, and uh, a lot of people miss those shows live. So if you hit the bell icon to get those notifications, that way you'll be notified every time that uh, I go live, and hopefully you'll be able to join us on your phone or wherever. Ah, let's see what we got here. Brian Las Vegas is adhering for the most part. That is surprising and good news. I'm happy to hear that. Um, Vegas being a larger city there, and I've been to Vegas once. Uh, man, it's like, you know, <laughs> I always worry about bigger cities. But take a look at what's happening in New York City. And uh, those people are taking it serious, too, because things are uh, things are kind of sketchy. I mean, it's certainly with those close quarters that a major city has, it becomes much harder to control the outbreak that we're uh, currently going through here. So, Jamaica Dog commenting, liquor stores are open, but churches have to close. An interesting duality in life, my friend. Uh, I agree with that. I understand. Like, I, you know, on the one hand, you know, and I am, uh, I don't know if I've ever discussed this um, online with y'all, but I, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I drank for many, many years, but I've been sober for about 10, well, about eight years now. And, um, so I like understand the 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 problems that people have with addiction, and I think that I can understand that uh, why they're keeping those things open, man. You know, you think about a drug addict that uh, you know, how about a heroin addict or something like that that's going through detox and how miserable they are. Those people are going to become dangerous people on the street. You got people going through detox; they're going to do anything to get that booze or drug or whatever it is that their addiction is. So I think that the governments you know the, the bureaucracy looked at that and said you know we got enough fish to fry let's not let's not create uh, that kind of havoc so i think that's why they went that way jordan b spending all his time at home maybe notice this nice lady in my house she says she's my wife yeah yeah and again jordan b i think you were there for the far point conversation but uh we were talking about how um <laughs> yeah brian no, no kidding i had no idea right on my friend right on um, we were talking about, uh, how, uh, you know, well, I think somebody made the comment on Farpoint that, that, uh, you know, there were going to be a lot of babies in, in nine months with all these people cooped up together. And I've heard several variations on that. I actually heard that, uh, there'd be a lot of babies. And then they said, not if they already got a kid at home, because they're never going to get a free second to make that baby, which I wouldn't disagree with or agree with. I'd say that's probably fairly accurate. And then I also, and this came from law enforcement, a friend of mine in law enforcement was saying that. They had already seen a rather large uptick in um, in spousal abuse, like you know, domestic dispute calls with violence, because people who barely tolerate each other are now you know stuck in close quarters with each other for the duration, and that can lead to some unfortunate situations. And uh, you know, they were speculating that as time went on, that might become even worse of a problem. So we'll probably see the gamut, you know, uh, whatever. If you were hanging by a thread, you're probably going to break that thread here in the next month or two. If you were doing well, you, you might end up with some more offspring that were kind of unintended by the end of this all. I guess it's just uh, the way that the future works, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, interesting, man. I had no idea, uh, Brian, that you were you had gone through that whole misery yourself. Takes uh, takes quite a bit of takes quite a bit of self control to get over that hump. But uh, I'm proud that I did that, and you should be too, my friend. So what else y'all want to talk about? Obviously, we got a lot going on. Tell me the stories of what's going on in your neighborhood, what's going on in your area, 
how the stores are doing, you know, what uh, what's considered essential. This conversation, I can do this myself. I can sit here and talk all night, but uh, it's it's you know, I think it's more interesting to hear from you all as well. Uh, by the way, the lines to uh, Skype are open. If you want to dial in, you can call the Midnight Cafe uh, via Skype, and, uh, and and we can talk live if you don't mind being on the radio. Brad Ben, uh, recovering here as well. Um, it's liberating to be free of it. I agree with that. Um, there was always the thought of, you know, hey man, you know, I'm gonna, I, I, I was, I mean, I had some serious issues with it. So, uh, like everywhere we went, now how many beers am I gonna have, or where, where can I get booze, and God, is the liquor store gonna stay open? And it was, uh, it got out of hand for sure. And uh, I had a loving wife who uh, gave me enough rope to hang myself with. And then uh, when I came to the conclusion that I needed to stop, she was also there to make sure that uh, she supported me in that as well. So that's that's a good good on her part, man. Mayhem RV saying the number of divorce and homicide rates might go up. Most definitely. Like I said, if you're hanging by a thread, this is probably going to break the uh, camel's back, sort of, so to speak. So uh, I agree with that. Morgan Russman, I managed to find you over on BitChute. I've also found your Patreon page, too. Good, man. Morgan... Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I guess I have a link to it on the YouTube thing. But at any point, they're going to pull the plug on on anybody that speaks about anything uh, on YouTube. So yeah, Bit Bitshoot is there. They try to upload uh, any videos that I have here or on the other channel to to uh, Bitshoot. It's also a really great page. The the search feature on Bitshoot's not that great, but but it's a good place. So I I feel like if you've ever wanted to know the truth about anything, go to Bitshoot because YouTube uh, is is pretty much a dying thing as far as the truth is concerned. They've uh, made sure that we're not allowed to talk freely anymore. So BitChute is kind of where all the great talkers went. So anybody you're missing that got banned, that's where you go to find them, man. Jamaica Dog says, if I get locked in my house with my wife for two weeks and I end up dead, I promise you the virus didn't kill me. Call the book. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I've been making jokes. You know, I have to send daily updates uh, to uh, my part-time job, let them know what I'm up to here at the house. And I keep uh, putting in jokes about how uh, I caught my wife Googling, you know, how to get away with murder, or I caught my wife Googling how to make arsenic at home, you know, that kind of stuff. So, but uh, for the most part, we, we work well together. We've had a lot of projects we've been working on. So uh, so we, we've been staying busy that way. And, and I'll tell you, a spring on the farm uh, without this not, uh, nastiness going on would be a busy time of year, but it certainly gets a lot busier when uh, when when the world is collapsing around us, right? Uh, calculus saying I've been working on schoolwork overnight, and at 3 a.m. the past few nights, power to block has been cut. I called, and they said equipment failure. I thought it was strange. Huh. That's interesting. So, um, equipment failure. Well, I mean, I know those crews are not immune to getting sick. They are essential workers. We have to keep the power, the phone, and, uh, you know, that kind of communication uh, active. At least well, we hope we can keep that going. But I do worry about the mayhem that would ensue if we had long-term power outages. There was, speaking of news, uh, some information coming out of the British government saying that that people should um, be prepared for long-term power outages in, in England. And that is scary, man. That is, that's something I haven't heard here. I hope I don't hear here. But uh, they're obviously expecting the death rate or interruptions because of the death rate. And that's, uh, that's something I don't want to think about. Glenn Francis, a lot of people are out walking in my neighborhood, kind of like the old Mayberry setting. It's good to see. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. And there's a lot of good that can come of this. I know um, we had some natural disasters when I was young and living in, a, in, a, in an actual neighborhood, something I don't live in now. And uh, I got to meet people I had never really talked to, you know, neighbors that you just 
you know, they did their thing and you did your thing. So we never really chatted, but it did bring people together. So there is some positives that can come out of that. And, and fresh air is a good thing. So hopefully people will get out and do that. Oh, excuse me, guys. Oh. <laughs> Jordan B. Grocery deliveries in my area are taking up to a week from my local grocery stores. Good thing I started stocking over a month ago. Yeah, and I think we talked about this as well over on Farpoint. The, um, the smart folks saw this coming, you know, I'd say uh, second week of January was the first time this thing hit the radar. And by, like, the last week of January, it was fairly obvious this was going to be a huge problem. So, uh, interesting. Okay, hold on a second. Old Jason's calling in. Let's see here. Are you there, my friend? What's up? There you go. Hey, uh, uh, somebody let me know if uh, you guys are able to hear Jason. It's been a while since we've done the Skype thing. Hopefully somebody will. Sound test, sound test. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. Y'all can talk bad about me. Call me <laughs> names. It's fine. Right up. Uh, let's see. Bertha is saying, in Chicago, people of a certain age will still not listen to the mayor shutdown on lakefront parks. They will now ticket you 500 bucks if you don't listen for the first time. And the third time, they drag you to jail. I, uh, I'm i cool with that. I think they're going to have to start doing that with some of the nature areas around where I live because they did have some issues last weekend. People are just not taking it seriously. Everyone's invincible up to a certain age, and uh, unfortunately, until we start seeing it rip through that uh, that demographic, that age group, we are uh, we're probably going to continue to see people disregarding it. Man, it only happens to other people until it happens to somebody you know. I remember that age, so I can't criticize it, but it's something that's kind of interesting to hear. Um, I'm working out of Fayetteville, and it's the same way, man. They put the they put the lockdown order on it. Came out traffic and more everything. Yeah. Well, how is traffic there? Do you notice it's it? Not much. Yeah, really. That's crazy. Uh, let's see. Glenn main, Francis says he's main, main traffic's been okay. Yeah. Uh, the red lining, yeah, and the real. Rock and Woody, they're saying hello, welcome, and they say they hear you loud and clear. Uh, one of the Kelsey is saying, remember the Pope slapping the Chinese lady's hands two weeks before the virus was news? You think he knew something? Most definitely. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean. Again, like it was interesting to see mainstream and what I call uh, corporate media because it's you know it's sponsorship media. Um, and it's just why the independent media is being banned is because no one really wants to listen to corporate media anymore, so they have to get rid of anybody else. So you're kind of stuck with them. Uh, by the way, there's a great app for YouTube that you can uh, install that that blocks. It's called D Mainstream, and it's a great app you can add to uh, Chrome that gets all those stupid search results out of there, but or at least some of them, but. Yeah, they were telling us it was a okay. It was you know, the, oh, the Chinese are telling us that this thing is not, it's not contagious. People to people. I mean, they, the lies just were terribly and terribly inaccurate. And uh, of course, if you were actually paying attention or watching people uh, like myself, and I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back, but people who are much better than me, uh, but independent content creators, they were the ones that were telling the truth from the start, as it should be. And that's why a lot of them got uh, copyright strikes. And you know, there's been some information on YouTube about them. Uh, oh, where the the automated AI computer is going to be uh, copyright striking people uh, much more often now. It's just the way it is. Sorry about that, but you know, it's <laughs> crap. I swear. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so, uh, other than uh, other than the traffic in Fayetteville, how are things going, my friend? People haven't heard from you in a while. It's been a couple months, man. How's things going? Yeah, things are good, man. Things are good. Um, I'm noticing. I don't know who's seeing it out there, but the stores are starting to. Like I went to go pick up some more ammo today. They took the 
the limit off the ammo so you can buy as much as you want but they're only letting like one person in the store at a time and it's all curbside service so if you know what you want you got to tell them they'll go in and get it for you if you have to look around then you it's only there's a line to look around the store huh. is there uh one person at a time but they had they actually have it in stock they had it uh, last week. Um, they they didn't. You know, you can only get one box. Some places are only doing two boxes. Some places were only doing with sale of a firearm. Okay. But um, the, that seems to have been lifted. They seem to have gotten another shipment in, and they're they're not limiting it. You just you just have a hard time getting into the store. Interesting. Very cool, uh, folks. While I'm thinking of it, uh, if you would, I see we got about 20 people in here right now. If you would be so kind as to hit the like button if you're enjoying this kind of free content, this is uh, something we do for the fun of it but it helps our channel it helps us uh, to know that you're enjoying the show if you do hit the like button uh no one's saying no one is taking this seriously in arkansas unfortunately a lot of unmasked old folks in public now see that i am not seeing around here i did see uh while going through town right before the lockdown uh that uh there were some old folks shopping first thing when the grocery stores opened up they had gloves and masks on so at least the people who are of that age are taking it seriously and quite frankly if i have to go to a grocery store i don't care if people think i look goofy or not i'm wearing gloves and a mask and uh, i'm blessed that i again saw this coming and uh and had masks in stock now, i have masks because i work with toxic chemicals here on the farm so i was already i didn't have to go out and buy those thankfully but i don't have like hundreds of them or whatnot i have a 20 pack it's, of, it's yeah it, it's actually pretty crazy because i mean i'm in the restoration world that's what i'm back into and you know, we rely a lot on our PPE for mold and, you know, because we do a lot of specialty cleanings and chemicals. And we're actually, we're considered essential personnel because we're, we're battling the virus. So, if, you know, there's a decontaminated or contaminated building. We're going in and cleaning it. We can't get any masks. We can't get any PPE. They've put out an ultimatum that they're all going to government and healthcare industries. And I, and I understand and there's that. There's a of that stuff now. I mean, you know, you think about, and this is something that I think civilians have a hard time dealing with. Uh, coming from a military background, I understand um, the need for leadership to survive. It's like a decapitation strike in the military. If we bombed D.C. and wiped out all senior command, we would still have a functional country, but it wouldn't function for long without direction. And it's the same thing That's with right. these hospitals, with governments and stuff like that. They're telling us we don't need to wear masks, but and then when they finally admit we do need to wear masks, there aren't any available. Too late. We do need to have them sent to those areas, and so... While I would love to get my hands on a mask, or I want my family to have masks, or I need masks for my job, whatever the case may be, I do understand the government stepping in and, and uh, you know, taking those masks, not, not from individuals, but buying up right. all the available masks and distributing them to the hospitals, to social workers, police, stuff like that. We need that critical infrastructure to continue to operate properly. And so, as, no, I agree. Yeah, as hard as it is for the rest of us, because that means we're putting ourselves at risk, the the alternative, if we're all wearing masks, but all the law enforcement gets sick, is we end up with you know a much more dire situation here down the road. So it sucks, and I've seen people complaining about it, and I understand, but I also understand where they're coming from as far as needing that stuff. Yeah, and we kind of saw it coming. We were smart enough to prep, so we 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 got a good amount to keep us going. Excellent. So yeah, yeah, we're not. I'm not complaining. I just I think it's I think it's a pretty heavy fact that. I don't know. You're right. People aren't taking this seriously. And I, I felt like people were acting weird. And I think that's what it is, is that no one's really taking it seriously. No, I think, you know, it's it. Well, here's the thing. And, and let me, I'll answer one question here after this. I, Steve, I'll get to you just in a second, man. Um, 
what is happening is I think a, a certain group, you know, you got your preppers and your survivalists and your homesteaders like myself and, and people, people who have been paying attention and people who do worry about the end of the world as we know it and so on and so forth. They're watching this thing go down, but it's not what any of us expected. You know, it's the boiling frog. You know, you throw a frog in a pot of boiling water, he jumps right back out. But if you slowly cook that frog, if you put him in temperature, yep. you know, room temp and slowly turn the heat up, and so that frog never realizes the kind of trouble he's in. And what we're seeing is people are watching the television or listening to the news, and they're hearing that things are bad and it's dangerous and we all need to lock up. But then they look around, just like a deer that hears something. They stop, they look up, they look around, they look for the threat, and they don't see it. So after a while of being cautious, they go back to eating. And that's when they get mm -hmm. killed. And that's what we're seeing, I think, in our, our herd mentality, that population that we have here, is that people are seeing on the news that it's affecting folks, but they're not seeing it in their area, and they don't realize that it's just burning through the population quietly. And until it affects yeah. somebody directly to them, it's, it's something that's happening elsewhere. So they feel like it's okay. It's okay to go out. It's okay to do this. It's okay to have that party. So I, I, feel, I understand where they're coming from, but it does... It's not. It's not helping any of us. I think it's really going to be a bad news here. So let me go ahead and Steve. Uh, with the virus pandemic going on, we're are we going to be able to contend with a major weather event this year, shaping up to be a bad year for tornadoes? And no. So when we look at our death rate, I didn't think about that. Yeah, we look at the death rate from this virus. We're not looking at the the side effects. If if you have all of your resources poured into one area, what if we have an earthquake? What if we have a tornado? What if we have a hurricane? What if we have flooding? It, it complicates. Mm -hmm. Think about think about Fukushima. You know, there were a bunch of smart guys and gals that thought about all the things that could go wrong with a nuclear power plant. And in that plan, they thought about, well, what if we have a massive earthquake? They didn't think about, what if we have a massive earthquake and then we have a massive flood on top of it? It's just things yeah. like this that everyone's like, well, we can handle one really bad situation. But no one thinks about, uh, you know, what if we get back to back? What if we get punched in the stomach? Hey, what if the Chinese decide to use this as an excuse to invade? Hey, look at that. Yeah, exactly. Eric is completely, completely overwhelmed right now with their own problems. The military's tied up. Half of them are sick. Hey, let's just invade or let's just bomb major cities. They got well, that's not come to my head that, you know, our economy crashes. We get, get a Great Depression and China comes up and buys us. They don't have to invade. Yeah. I think China is, uh, I think they take, they need to be taking full responsibility for this misery. They lied and lied and lied about how dangerous it was and now the whole world gets to pay for that lie all right let's see jamaica dog says don't eat ammo got enough to hold off a small army for six to eight hours good for you brother jamaica, jamaica dog with us what up jamaica yeah. dog and jordan b is here too man he's thinking about getting jordan a ruger, what's up, man? ruger mark v for target practice great gun my friend great gun that's a good one um jamaica dog says get a 357 magnum it's a hand cannon i'll agree with that man <laughs> no one says no one wants to believe their lives yeah, can be I changed. Got, I got a bread of yeah, go for it. Oh. I just I got a bread of PX4. If anyone's looking for a good one, that's a great one too. Yeah, bread is a good good manufacturer. No one was saying no one wants to believe their lives can be changed forever in a moment. The news desensitizes them. I agree with that hundred percent, my friend. hundred uh, percent. Scott saying Costco set a limit only for two people per membership card. Other places are saying not to bring an entire family when shopping. Yeah, that's just, and, and so what we saw in our area was the schools closed down 
and uh, you know non-essential jobs closed down. Everybody got cooped up for about four or five days. Then they got crazy and they decided they would go to these essential businesses that were still open as a big family outing, completely, <laughs> completely ruining the whole idea of self-isolating by going on big family outings to the store. So that is just pure stupidity, but it is what goes on around us, uh, which, you know, they say common sense isn't all that common. Well, there you go, right? Yeah, um, right. Wow. Bertha, really, Bertha's been following this since the very, very start, far long, uh, earlier than I did. She says she heard about this in November when the first cases started showing up in China. That's awesome, because I didn't catch wind of this until, you know, the first or second week of January, and it wasn't until the end of January that I really started taking this, uh, you know, very seriously. Steve's calling it the invisible enemy. It certainly is. You, you know, it's like walking out in radioactivity. You feel fine. You look fine. Smells fine. Everything looks okay. But it's killing you. So every time you walk out that door, is it killing you? It's crazy. I saw a sign in the store the other day that kind of grabbed my attention that said that if you were coughing, you are not welcome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. That, like a little gas station. I, I need to know. I, you know. I think people need to act that way. I think people need to be a little public shaming going on here in order to convince yeah. those who are taking this not as seriously. I mean, if you if you have to risk your life you know, to work at a food uh, grocery store, and let's face it, those folks aren't making great money, that you got to go into work yeah. and work at the checkout counter of a grocery store some jerkwad brings their whole family of six in there, just killing time. They need to be shamed right out of that store. I, I agree with that, man. I think mm -hmm. that's yeah. So. Glenn Francis is saying, I believe the longer the lockdown is in effect, the more people will start heading back out to try to get back to normal. I agree with that. We're already starting to see that a little bit in some areas, not in the major cities where you know this is directly affecting people on a much closer scale, but out out in the country, people are ignoring it because you know they 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 hid for a week and they don't understand. This isn't a weak problem. This is a six-month-to-a-year problem. And I blame the government slightly for some of this by, by closing down things for two weeks, and now they're closing it down for 30 days. They don't want to create some giant panic or some big issue, but good Lord, be honest. It's going to be six months. I mean, you know, if you tell people up front it's going to be six months, yeah, they're going to blow a fuse, but at least they know when they go home they're sticking there around for six months. And uh, I think that's full, man, but... Jamaica Dog saying that's why China recently said all the guns in America is a problem. China can suck it. I, I don't I don't have anything nice to say about them right now. I'm, <laughs> and that's not politically correct, but they are a horrible, horrible communist regime that tortures their own citizens, that disappear people who have anything bad to say about them, that you know, uses slave labor. I mean, there's not a good thing about China, and we're just as guilty as they are because we pay all the money, all these companies to go make their crap there with slave labor, and we just put up with it and tolerate it. And uh, I hope that if any good comes out of this, is that no one in any country in the world ever looks at China with a positive attitude again. Though so, I feel like they, they hopefully will have what they got coming to them, coming to them. Um, yeah, I saw no one is also saying the Chinese were blaming U.S. soldiers for releasing the virus in their country. That's exactly the kind of what? crap. Yeah, that's the crap. I tell you what, man. Personal responsibility is a big deal in my life. So when I see a country being like, it's not us, man, it's them. That is like the epitome <laughs> of bullcrappery in this world, my friends, I swear. Oh, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, I swear. It's them, man. Those guys made that virus. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Calculus is saying it is interesting to read what the Chinese news websites say about us. Google, Google Translate is one of the few good things about Google. Yeah, very, one of the very few good things about Google. As I sit here on a Google platform just waiting for them to pull the plug on this channel, 
Isn't it great that American, <laughs> oh, I mean Chinese censorship right here in America, right? Yeah, no worries. Bertha's saying, in my area, two of the schools have had at least four cases. Oh, geez. One of the moms from the school my kids go to has symptoms of it. And since she is uh, not neither dead, she will get it not tested. And over no kidding. They're not going to test her because she's not in a critical uh uh, yeah, they're bracket, not yeah. testing everybody. If you don't have severe symptoms, they're not testing. Yeah. They're just like, ah, oh, it sounds like it. Go home, quarantine, just in case. Yep. Man, the numbers would be much higher if they did test everyone. I agree with that. And I think that uh, that might be a mm -hmm. bit of uh, a bit of a positive because, you know, okay, so maybe there's more people infected, but that means if they're not being counted, this probably means they're also not dying. So maybe it's not as deadly yeah. as it's showing up to be. But, you know, you look at the numbers coming out of Italy and holy crapola. Those people are, you know, dying at a 12% death rate. That's not good. And that's the one thing I don't understand about this, that because I, we, you know, in our line of work, we're, we we don't, we went out to clean it, so we got a certification for infectious disease control, and we learned all about this virus, and it's not much different than a flu, even its makeup. I mean, it's an envelope virus. It's yeah, just easy a, to kill. It's easy. I mean, it's it, it's just it really doesn't make sense. It's just, I think, one of the biggest problem is, is just much more infectious. You know, the, they talk about the R it value. It is very infectious. Yeah, so it's like you can walk past somebody and they don't even have to sneeze on you. You just happen to catch it because it's, you know, it's an invisible cloud around them pretty much. So they're just off-gassing it, I guess. Uh, Jordan B. talking oh, wow. about how we can't form a well-organized militia under these conditions. Yeah, you got that right, my friend. Not that I'm advocating for the overthrow of anything, but it, uh, it is it is sad, the censorship that this country is experiencing. And I'm sure there'll be some kickback on the other side of this thing. I think people actually were already fairly fed up with it. Um, I think that we were reaching that tipping point, and this might delay that. But in the end, it'll probably be a positive on that end. Jamaica's dog saying, amen, by American. I agree, and I think that's another positive that will come out of this, is I think that they, the, dominant, uh, the dependence on uh, other countries for our supplies is going to shrink after this. I hope permanently. Perhaps there's some tariffs and trade wars that occur after this, and uh, and that that helps also push that. I think I think we're witnessing a change from globalism back to uh, nationalism, and I, I think that's a good thing, at least in the short term. Wandering Jedi, hello and welcome to the show, my friend. I don't think I I can't remember if I've talked with you before, but welcome to the show. It's all planned. Event two hundred one. I think it's event. It's agenda twenty thirty getting rolled out. It's entirely possible. I am familiar with that. Um, uh, and I don't know, Jason, have you ever heard of, of that? I, I have not, no. Okay, it's a conspiracy theory, uh, or a theory. We won't even say conspiracy because it's a bad word, but a theory that's uh, that they are looking for depopulation. They want to they wanna be able to shrink the size of the population of the Earth and uh, and make it easier to control by doing so, obviously. You don't, feeding the masses, controlling the masses, so on and so forth. And, and it's an interesting... It's something you should certainly read upon. It make for a great episode of the regular Midnight Cafe. I love a good conspiracy theory, and that definitely follows right yeah. into that one. That's, that's something that brings up for me, too, and I've always wondered if anyone thought about this. Because we, we did a show not too long ago on life cycles. I mean, what's what's to say that it's just not Earth saying, hey, there's too many of you, fucking, there's too many of you guys on here, and we need to get rid of you? Yeah. Well, Could this just be our life cycle? Well, yeah, I mean, every hundred years, it seems as if another virus pops up and wipes out a good portion of the earth. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised at that. I wouldn't be surprised if nature doesn't fight back. Um, there are too many people on the planet. I, you know, 
Nobody wants to be the one to 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 a volunteer to check out, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> and here's a joke that I, I have. I've actually heard other folks say this, and and there's not definitely don't want to make this political in the um, Planned Parenthood or any of that kind of stuff. But you know, we talk about there's a good portion of the country that believes uh, you know about global warming and climate change and all that stuff. And the number one thing that would cure climate change would be a reduction in the population, as is being proved right now when everyone is locked in their home and all these emissions levels are going down worldwide. So it kind of proves the point that, you know, but you ask people and, and, and the same people who are like, yeah, hey, man, we need to do something about this globally warming. Uh, and then you're like, all right, well, don't have kids. And then immediately everyone shuts up. So it's, you know, it's like, you know, I, I meant for you to change, not me. I don't want me, you know, I want my stuff to be the same, but that's the world we're living in. Uh, folks, if you haven't already, please uh, go ahead and hit the like button, hit the bell icon, and subscribe. That way you'll know when we go live, you'll be able to join us. If you want to Skype in, the Skype address is up on the Midnight Cafe uh, icon there, or board there, and uh, you're welcome to join us. Also, the comment section is open. We've got a lot of great comments coming in here. So uh, just, just for your reminder there, uh, let's see here. Scott's saying uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin are advising folks not to head to the cabins for fear of little towns not being able to handle the outbreak. That is, in fact, happening exactly where I am. They are a lot of folks with second homes here in the mountains. And a lot of them are trying to head up here, and there's definitely been some kickback from uh, some of the local population. I'm on the fence on that one. I understand where people are coming from. They own the house system that we have in effect here. Yeah, so, Mexico. yeah I mean, you know, I can see it from both angles. I don't, I don't want to bring it here, but I also don't, I don't feel that it's my place to say no. Uh, it's no one's place to say no. You own the property, it's your property. It makes you a local. Uh, here's some good news from Steve saying hydro, I can't even pronounce that word, but I know exactly what you're talking about, is showing some promising results against the, uh, the, the virus. So that is good. That is good. That is like a malaria drug. And uh, interesting story how y'all, I don't know if y'all know this, I read this a couple weeks ago. The way that they found out that a malaria, anti-malaria drug worked against the virus was the, uh, they had started having this cases show up down in South America and they didn't realize that these were the same thing. So they see a bunch of people rolling in with fevers, tourists and folks showing up with high fever and they're not well. And they think to themselves, gotta be malaria. They haven't had the malaria shots before coming to visit. So they started treating with that and they started responding beautifully with it. So that is how they accidentally found out that a anti-malaria drug was working quite well on that. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Oh, by the way, talking about this can get you banned on Facebook, get you banned on uh, YouTube and get you banned everywhere else as well. So just, just you're aware of that. Just saying that word or talking about how it's a possible treatment has gotten, uh, well, let's see, it got uh, InfoWars, the app for the InfoWars app completely taken off of the Google uh, Play Store because they talked about something that they, uh, like that. That's it. That's all it takes to get censored. Isn't there, isn't there something called freedom of speech? What are we missing here? <laughs> not, yeah, not, no, there was, but they got rid of that when uh, they decided Just to... Just as long as we don't talk about anything they, want, they, they don't want us to talk about, we're good. Yeah, well, they got rid of freedom of speech by saying that private corporations can make their own rules. And, uh, and of course, it, behind the scenes, the government pulls the strings of the private corporations to do exactly what oh, they yeah. want them to do. There's a conspiracy. I think we actually did discuss that one last year on the other station there, yeah. I'm watching the uh, viewers bump up and down, bump up and down. It is not unlikely that uh, they kick people out of these streams sometimes. I've seen that uh, before. So if that's happening, thank you for rejoining us. And uh, let's see here. <sighs> let's see. Uh, well, hoping, I was, yeah, I was talking to a good friend in uh, Vegas, lives out in Vegas, and they were saying that it was, uh, it was quite an eerie sight that the strip is actually black. It's dark. 
they got hotels out there that just have their emergency lights on for their boards. Insane. And like this, the Vegas Strip is actually like shut down. Yeah, well, yeah, you can't gamble. Yeah, there's no gambling. That whole that, so there's no real reason to come to Vegas because you can't do the only thing that people come to Vegas to do. There's no more shows and there's no gambling. So people have canceled all yeah. their all their plans. Uh, no one has some positive thing to say here. Knowing uh, that if and when this blows over, it'll encourage more young people to strive for self sufficiency. Most definitely, I, and I do think we talked about that on the on the midnight Ca- or the Farpoint Farms channel. How you know, being self-sufficient gives you some isolation from these kind of issues and how that's a positive thing. You know, we mocked people who were preppers or, or stockpiling stuff. And now, you know, we're looking to those folks for ideas on like, well, I better subscribe to these channels. My own personal channel has seen a thousand subscriber growth in the last 30 days. And my views wow. are up 200%. I mean, literally like I'm getting 20, 30,000 views a day on videos that date back four or five years on, you know, how to, how to build a chicken coop. So it shows that people are caring, and if we're going to find some silver linings, there's certainly one right there. So I'm happy that that's going on. Morgan yeah. saying, I have opened a BitChute and Valar account myself. The annoyance about Valar is that uh, initial upload type deal. If you want to upload, say, 100 videos, you can only do four or five videos a day. Huh, interesting. I had not heard of that huh. site. I'll have to check that one out. But BitChute, I love. Uh, I found... I, I was an early adopter on BitChute, and uh, and I enjoy going there both to watch and to upload. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mayhem RV, why does everyone want three kids? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's like, you know, it's the American dream. Huh? Three kids in a farm or something like that? I don't know what it's like now. I got no kids in a farm. I've got, I've got one, and it's plenty. Trust me. He I, is yeah. just enough. That's what I hear from most folks is they have one. They're like, yeah, that, that's good enough. Uh, Jamaica dog, <laughs> Jamaica dog saying again. So, uh, Glenn Francis saying can't find the like button on the live chat. That's cool, man. Maybe when this is over with and it wraps up, you can go ahead and and hit the like button when you go back to the video another day. That that's fine with me, my friend. I appreciate y'all trying to do that. Uh, I would tell you where it is, but I honestly have no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, okay, uh, Scott's. Uh, I'm not even reading. Scott's saying you have to close the live chat to see the like button. Uh, and there he goes. He found it. Okay, so there it is, man. Uh, Mr. E, not to get too political, but I'm curious as to see how all this affects how people view healthcare. Would it be private or communist? Um, I have no idea. I think when we talked about this on the Farpoint channel, that there's, you know, somebody was asking me about the stimulus package, and they're like, "Are you for it or against it?" And I said, you know, in general, I don't believe in bailouts. I don't think we should have bailed out GM back in the day or Chrysler for that matter. Uh, and look at the uh, the way that GM is acting right now. I don't think they, you know, they, they had to enact a, a wartime powers act just to get them to do their damn job. So again, why are we going to bail them out? We talked about that with airlines as well on Farpoint. Why the heck are I going to bail out the airline company? Let them go out of business. The planes aren't going to disappear. The companies that run them so poorly that they can't survive this sort of stuff go out of business. And then when this is all over with, entrepreneurs will buy those planes up, start new businesses. And be better at it than than United or American or whatever it was in the first place. So why bail them out? I don't understand that. That being said, that being said, I do understand that this is a very unique situation, and they need to do whatever they need to do to keep the the gears moving. And so if they got, I think stimulus. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go go on. No, I I think the stimulus is just a a time buying deal. I think they're just trying to buy some time to keep it afloat until it passes over. You know. They, they're they, trying to give some money to. I agree, but 
you know, the downside of that is anytime you print $2 trillion out of thin air, that then your dollar down the road when things do recover is only worth about 80 cents. And yeah, however, yeah. you know, if they do that six or seven times, the buying power of the U.S. dollar is going to be greatly diminished. And That would worry me that they keep doing it over and over and over again if they have to. That's going to screw us. Yeah. I just remember that from my weight. You know, you know what, a, what a can of peanut butter or a jar of peanut butter cost before the 08 recession and afterwards. A food in general, you know, your food bills basically doubled. So you can take a look at that as just an easy to see understanding of how inflation works when we continue to print money. So an interesting sidebar to this whole mess is that we're, we, we have a virus that is definitely killing people and is definitely dangerous, but we also have just little tentacles as far down as it goes. But and That's what scares me about this whole thing the most. Not, it's not the virus, it's the aftermath. Uh, no one has an interesting comment here. It is crazy to see the internet grow so small as more and more people get on. see here are we back online or not hey if somebody wants to say something here I don't know if I ended the stream or if we're still live I tried to bring it back up let's see here we lost Jason we lost everyone they pretty much cut us out Let me try ending it and I'll restart it. 